Hey, Barbara. Ray Ray here. <laughs> yes, Ray Ray, not just Ray. I don't know why. I'm going to try to do the listening day myself. I like that a lot. Because I find myself not listening very much. Especially when I'm traveling. Even at home. I used to listen like crazy on the old anchor. Now I don't listen much. And I have to say, I don't like it. Uh, but I like your idea. Just devote it. Devote a day to listening. That's what I'm going to do every week, maybe. Well, as much as I can. Great, great idea. I love it. Thank you. 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 A thousand thank yous. Thank you. 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 Thank I appreciate it. And yeah, we're all really a little too jealous of you and your whole French exam French um episodes and uh segments here at Anchor and your whole French adventure making a lot of us very jealous, but whatever, all of us have our lives. It's that time of year when everybody's all having fun vacations and sharing in social media and yeah, Anchor's got the same thing going on. Yeah, go over to Go over to Ray's channel, and you're going to hear all about his adventures in France. Boy, seriously, Ray, you're doing a great job. Lots of fun. Listening day. Yep. I have really began to understand that to some extent. And I mean, you don't. You do very few call-ins. You do very little um, anything else. You've got to listen because then you pick up what stations are doing and, and what people's commitment is. It also... It also, quite frankly, helps you kind of weed people out because after a while you realize, you know, this person just puts up way too many music segments and I'm really not into that much or their type of music or um, or they're, they're just coming in here and broadcasting and putting in these long podcasts from some station they had and, you know, I'm just not interested in this topic and it also helps you kind of weed people out. That after a few weeks of listening to them, you realize, you know, this person and I are just not jiving. So listening one or two days a week. And I know some people are like, oh, that's crazy. I don't have time for this. Well, you got time for podcasts, don't you? I mean, this is a place where if you're not into listening, if you're not into audio, Anchor's just not for you. It, it just isn't. But for those of us that, you know, maybe you're commuting somewhere or you're in the car or you've got work where you can put on a headphone for a couple hours and listen while you're doing something else, a lot of people like that. It's part of the growth of, of audio and podcast is that ability to listen. And I am committed to having a day, one or two days a week of just listening or I just do very little to my station. And again, I don't call in. I don't do engagement with the stations because I really even do very little applauding. And the reason I do this is because that causes engagement. That causes people to respond to me. Um, they call back and then I get involved with my station. Ugh, I don't want to do that. I want to just listen. Because guess what? My human brain is smart and better at remembering things than any sort of notification from Anchor will ever give me. My brain is bigger and my audio listening skills are bigger than Anchor. I can remember lots of things. It's all about your brain and your memory and, oh, yeah, there's that guy again. 
and he's talking about that, or it helps you remember things. Um, So there you go. I I offer that. I I thank you for calling in. A number of people are thanking me for the idea, but it's just, number one is listening here, I think, more than anything else. Um, And then that helps lead to good engagement. So thanks, Ray. Enjoy France. (sighs) Yeah, France. You, you're so lucky. Really, so lucky. Well, it's the weekend. It's Saturday, and things tend to slow down a little bit on Anchor on the weekends. Not sure why, except, oh, everybody went and got lives, and they're not commuting. They're not sitting in front of their computers. They're not listening as much. They're out engaging with their families. And one thing that I like to do on Saturdays is work in my garden. I have a big house with a big garden, and I love it, and I hate it all at the same time. (laughs) But there's lots going on in my garden all year round, and one of the things that I do on social media is either take pictures of it, talk about it. Gardening is a big deal for me. And I can do a little update on what's going on in my garden. Um, The weeds are starting to come back a little bit. This today and tomorrow, I'm going to have to go out in the heat and deal with some more level of weeding. And I'm also going to have to do some clipping. In July, there are some bushes and some shrubs that if you do some level of cutting back, you'll see another level of rebloom for them in, say, September, October. So there are some things that I'm going to be doing some cutting back on so that I can see um, some new some new life for them. That maybe they did some, some blooming in May and June and now I want to see some reblooming um, in early fall. So that's one thing I'm going to be focusing on in my garden for the next couple days. Yes, it's hot. Yes, it's sweaty. But that's also why you do gardening. Gardening's good exercise. Um, and it's a good way to uh, uh, get my mind off of other things. And this next caller um, brings a reference to that. Hey, Barbara KB. I was wondering... If you had any insight into how you think perhaps gardening helps to improve your marketing game, because I can imagine that it would be something very grounding and relaxing, and marketing is something that you really have to be very strategic and in your head about, and so... I was just curious because you're talking about intersecting interests and I thought I'd offer that as a conversational starter possibly if you if you're interested but um, yeah loving the station and yes I do come to you because I trust you and I feel safe (laughs) thanks Barbara Well, Lulu, thank you so much for your call, and I appreciate it. And yes, gardening and marketing can go together. Um, Two very different examples in life of what I do, but it's funny how they they tie together. Now, Now, my interest in gardening really began in college. I took a botany class. That was my science, and that just brought it out of me when I realized I love this. I really enjoy plants. I enjoy growing things and it you know began very simple you know with house plants because I didn't have a house at the time and for many years that's what I did I developed this whole sort of house plant thing 
And it wasn't really until I bought my first house that I began to realize, oh, there's this whole outside thing I can do. I actually grew up with two parents that just could not stand yard work. They both hated it and um, didn't enjoy it at all. But I can remember as a kid, I got a garden, and then later on in college, took botany. So I really learned a lot. So there is stuff in my head. And in regards to marketing, yeah, it's a different thing. And it, it's physical, and so it gets me outside. It gets me um, thinking in a different way. But actually, they kind of complement each other because with a garden, if you really are, you really have to plan. You have to think about what you're going to do. There are definite strategies like, okay, today I know this is what I'm going to do. So you strategize, and you're not going to worry about other things in your garden, but this is what I'm going to get. And then there's, of course, tactics of all right, these are the tools I'm going to use to cut this bush or, you know, I'm going to use this thing to collect all this stuff. So there is there is detail in gardening. Um, it's why there are people out there called master gardeners. It's why I've said if the Internet goes away, I'm just going to go off and become a master gardener and my life will be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it is a groundedness for me. But it's also funny as the years have gone on, I realized one of the reasons why I like gardening is it is similar to thinking like a marketing person of you have to think over, you know, brainstorm, consider a number of different things, but then you have to really come up with a plan and come up with strategies and tactics. And then, of course, there's feedback, which is, oh, (laughs) that flower didn't bloom. (laughs) Oh, return on investment. I spent that much money on that bush, and here we are two years later. That's really gross. I'm going to dig it out. It's not working. So... Yeah, gardening and marketing are similar. So thanks for bringing it up. You made me think about it and um, made me communicate communicate about it. And I guess what I would ask to you and to others are, well, what are your hobbies that sort of complement your work? And do you have that? Because I, I think that's an important thing in business um, is to, to make sure that it isn't all business. Yeah. Hey, Barbara. I am glad that you have this uh, gardening thing nailed. I still have not been able to keep a plant alive. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm overwatering. Maybe I'm not watering enough. Maybe it's too sunny. Maybe it's not sunny enough. I don't know. I even Google it and I still can't get it right. So I don't know. I just don't have a green thumb, apparently. But I'm determined at some point to keep a plant alive. The only plant I've successfully kept alive is a, is a philodendron. That's it. That's it. I have succulents that are dying. That's sad. Maybe I'd do better with air plants or moss. I don't know. I'm still exploring my options. <laughs> Any advice? Danger. Thanks for calling in. I, you called in about a week ago with this, and I've been saving this for the weekend. That That's what I'd like to do is people can do call-ins to me on gardening um, and my, my play it that weekend, or I might save it. Um, indoor plants yeah it it is a good place to start in gardening although you don't have to some people really um, don't do as well with indoor plants but they do great with the outside because many people in the gardening world would actually say to you that indoor plants are actually harder than outdoor so I don't know if you do an outdoor garden at all and actually I'm going to say this is something you can do with kids um, is to Start outside, sometimes just simple tomato plants and um, 
you know, pumpkin plant, you know, a vegetable thing can be really simple. They're actually, in, in many cases, outdoor can be easier. And where you live, oh, ma'am, you can really grow some great stuff. You live in a longer growing season than I do. And I would, um, North Carolina is a fantastic place to do gardening. So I would seriously look into maybe doing something outside instead. Because, yeah, indoor plants, you, you picked a really good one there. That That's a great plant. And I think, as I told you another time, there's variegated versions of that plant that you can find. Just put those around in your office. And and I think you'll find that, that just sticking with that one plant is, is the best thing to do. If you know how to do one, like for a while there, I went through a period with African violets. I made a commitment to this one whole section of my house and I had this special tray and I had, and I just committed to African violets for a couple of years and they all loved each other and they, they, and it was just beautiful. So if you make a commitment to a single plant, that can actually work really well. Um, but don't give up on the idea of outside and actually that can be a really good thing to do with children. Um, kids really, I was shocked how much my son got into gardening with me and it only lasted for about you know, three or four years, but it was a good three or four years. So thanks for your call, and I appreciate it. And don't give up. Don't give up on the plant world. I know you won't, Danger.
for calling in. I appreciate it. You are a longtime listener <laughs> and a new person interested in gardening and having gardening discussions here on Anchor. First of all, the difference between a shrub and a bush. <laughs> well, there really isn't one. Um, it is just a regional term and most people within landscaping or gardening would call it shrubs. You know, there's a sh- and of course there is, of course, a wonderful Monty Python, you know, um, joke around shrubbery. In fact, I'd love to end this with a clip from a YouTube video, but for some reason, my Clipper Anchor Clipper can't upload YouTube videos. I don't know. I've actually sent in a support thing to Anchor, going, why can't I put up YouTube clips? I don't know why I can't. I think it's a bug in my clipper. But anyway, that aside, so there's a shrubbery joke here for sure. But there isn't a difference between a shrub and a bush. It's just regional. Most people see bushes are kind of scruffy things that are out in nature, whereas a shrub or a shrubbery is, you know, a more formalized um, in-your-garden thing. So that's sort of a different in, in people's head. But... In the world of gardening, there's really no difference. Now, your question, though, is a very good one. Your question of care for your bush or your shrub, especially since it's flowering and it's got lots of nice bees pollinating it. Oh, no, no, no. You never want to go near. This is when she is in the height of her glory. She's flowering. She's got all of the world. Mother Nature is loving her with the bees. You can smell them. Oh. Don't even think of cutting it at that point or before it begins to flower. But let me tell you, in about a month, when all the flowering is done, when she's gone into a dormant stage, in fact, it's right after the flowering and right before the winter cold, that's when you want to clip it. So you're right to wait. Um, it's not good. It will actually stress the bush and actually could kill it. So you really don't want to uh, clip it right now. Just enjoy the bees, enjoy the flowers, and um, <laughs> enjoy the bush. And I wish, again, I could play the shrubbery clip from YouTube, but I've sent a ticket in to support because for some reason, I don't know why, YouTube clips aren't going up for me. Because after this, I would like to play the whole shrubbery thing from uh, the knights who say me have a monty python moment here but but i can't brad but thank you for your call and i appreciate it summertime and the living is easy fish are jumping and the cotton is high your daddy's rich and your mama's good looking so hush, little baby, don't you cry. I ain't no Billy Holiday, but I try. BKB! Barbara KB. My gardening channel lady. Listen, I thought I would reach out today with a segment around 
gardening as a metaphor for life to complement the golf as a metaphor for life segments that Paul and I have going back and forth. Because gardening really is a metaphor for life. We have seasons. We have spring, summer, fall, and winter. And there are activities that need to be done in the garden in the spring, and there are activities that need to be done in life in the spring. And now that we're into summer, it's time to guard against the noxious weeds that will come and try to take the garden. And I heard you mention that in your segment. So I'm going to record a little segment over on my channel that talks about gardening as a metaphor.